Hello and welcome. My name is Lloyd, and this is going to be another episode of Bio of a Grey Hat Hacker. Uh, this is my intro section for this particular episode. So, what we're going to cover in this episode, and probably a few more episodes, is um, intelligence use in the business world. Um, there's a lot of uh, mystery surrounding about its gathering, uh, its uses, and that kind of thing. And it's it's one of those things that I kind of want to shine some light on, because along with the the hacking and the hacking culture, some of this gets lumped into us hackers as well. Because not all hackers are experts at intelligence. It's it's not that simple. Um, most hackers do have some experience in using the intelligence cycle because a lot of what would be in an intelligence cycle is part of the hacking cycle. But there are some differences in how each of those processes are used even though there are elements that are similar. Um, Intelligence has its place in almost any competitive arena, be that warfare, business, um, or just trying to be better than the other guy that's doing business. having developed intelligence for any situation is an asset to you personally or in your businesses and learning how to gather intelligence and to evaluate the from the different sources you'll gather it from will give you advantage in everything and we'll cover that these concepts in, like I say, these next few episodes. So, this should be useful to any person in business, and it will be useful to anybody who considers himself a hacker or has interest in being a hacker. But this is a adjacent skill set, if you will. So, um, Welcome, and you know, join me in this uh, this look into you know how intelligence uh, can benefit you, your businesses, and just your your life as we go into a couple of the uh, concepts through, I guess, this little mini series. Welcome to Bio of Gray Hat Hacker. I'm Ward McVay the second. Let's get into it. When you're talking about intelligence in the business sense and the gathering of intelligence in the business sense, it it is both an internal and an external operation. Normally, people will refer to uh, business intelligence as the internal portion and competitive 
intelligence activities as the external from your business portion. All of the um, operations are generally the same in how it's gathered, how you come up with your um, inquiries, and um, how you develop your sources, and all that kind of thing. But you keep, you keep those two operations separate, at least in concept, so that you know that whether one is internal or external. Because depending on which operation you're doing is going to determine how the data is used. So, why is this important? It's important because you don't want to skew any data that you gather. And all data is actually useful. You just may or may not have a use for it yet. If you're doing BI, all your data is going to be based on your business, internal stuff. Like who your suppliers are, um, why you use certain suppliers. Um, and I'm just throwing generalizations out there, by the way. Or um, why a particular process in your business is failing to complete on time. All of these factors. Normally when you're looking at competitive intelligence or your external portion of your business, you are taking into account obviously your competitors, but your competitors you need to really figure out who your competitors are. Because in the business world, we don't actually want to play keeping up with the Joneses. And unlike what some people think about uh, competitive intelligence and the way it's used, um, unless you're unethical, you're not going out there to try to find somebody that's banging their secretary and you can blackmail them. That's what that is, it's blackmail. That's not good, that's not right, that's illegal. Or, you know, commit uh, what's known as corporate espionage. And that'd be like when you would uh, groom somebody's prior employee to, you know, get them to give trade secrets away and all that kind of stuff. So you, you could use that for your advantage. That is not ethical. It's, and it can cross into espionage very, very easily. But at minimum, that's not ethical and you should be really careful with it. Um, because like I say, it's unethical so there's a lot of cases that you can get away with it, but it's it's a real dirty practice. And that's why a lot of people have, you know, the misunderstandings that they do of how intelligence is used. And it's, it's an interest of mine because not only have I done a good deal of uh, business intelligence related type operations, it's, it's one of those words that when somebody hears it just sounds dirty like the word hacker today right and I said in the intro that not every hacker actually uses the intelligence cycle fully um, they use portions of it and at some point I'll probably go over the, the hacking cycle and that kind of thing but there are distinctions. Um, 
and it normally just comes down to they're both processes the same and and they're pretty much doing the same things but mediums change a bit and uh, application of the process is different I'm trying to keep things as basic as possible because there's so many things in the security realm in the intelligence realm in the hacking realm that a lot of it is seriously inflated with vocabulary and a bunch of because you want to obfuscate people's understanding of it and in the beginning that was all done with intention you know because you don't want everybody and their mother knowing how to do these things and really even me talking about them it's not going to teach you how to be an expert at these things um, the only thing that can make you an expert at these things is experience and all of these things require the human mind that's where a lot of people get the um, misrepresentation that because you know AI is now a thing uh, once data is gathered for instance it's gonna tell somebody something and it's gonna give exacting information and do a whole bunch of magic that's not how it works anything that's analyzed all the analysis that the computer systems do or the different tools that are used or whatever else a person has to sit down at that screen and go through the data and make predict predictions or projections based on that data so while the data is accurate you're only gonna get out what you put in computers and systems it, they're, they're, they're dumb you put stuff in you get a defined result out for the data that you put in depending on how that thing is set up programmatically they're stupid boxes so the people that are analyzing or making predictions based on the data because you know the results are data driven but they aren't uh, data dependent is the best way of thinking about it if an analyst actually decides you know yes those numbers are on point and everything but I know because of the way this thing is programmed that's why I'm getting that statistic so I need to adjust mentally for instance we've gotten better technology today that makes a lot of manual operations um, less critical and the tools have gotten more powerful we can gather more targeted data for instance and sort through more targeted data while still collecting even more just generic data right but what makes intelligence powerful is that analyst at the end of all the combination of all your data and stuff looking at it and then making their projections and their recommendations based on the data that they've 
put through the process, right? So everything is really still the human mind. And this is important to understand. Especially with small businesses. Every, every business should have, um, you know, security, information security. In some cases, physical security, but, you know, that's... I deal a lot more with InfoSec. And um, it's actually older than CyberSec. For instance, information security covers all mediums in which information can be presented and held um, in a business or in the military, right? Um, and the only difference between uh, military use of information and civilian use of information, i.e. business use of information, is um, basically who the actual stakeholders are and who makes the determination of what classification levels of whatever information you're dealing with is. Like I say, there's a lot of confusion surrounding these things, and I'm trying to untie a bit of that. What I will say is that every business needs these, these functions and these operations, and you can absolutely develop your own systems to make use of this, of these powerful tools, and it doesn't really require all of the technology that's out there and available and we'll be going over some of those things that you can use in lieu of the big ass systems <laughs> that do a lot of the data collection and stuff you'll be a little bit slower but you can absolutely get the same kind of results uh, once your inquiries are determined and all that kind of stuff you can get as accurate and it's complete of a big picture as you know some of the quote-unquote big boys in the intelligence community and that will be a valuable asset for your business what we're going to cover now is um, how you can build your intelligence team not necessarily the techniques yet because it's more important that you learn how to develop your team because that's what it's going to take in your business um oh and we're going to start with talking about you know the small business in and of itself and then after we discuss that i'll talk about what the solo person can actually do and still maintain uh, you know, some cheap startup costs and that kind of thing to develop their quote-unquote team. Um, so you need to develop your team. Well, what does that consist of? Let's take, for example, um, the barbershop, right? If I own a barbershop and I have a couple of the barbers that work with me, for instance... I can absolutely build a uh, a business intelligence team 
every every business has different departments at least conceptually most businesses should absolutely have you know the different departments split up and you know certain pieces of information isolated from the different departments and have it set up so that you know you're you're sending only the important stuff to the different departments that the need to know things and you have internal and external operations from each of those departments there's purposes behind all that but for now you just need to understand if that concept should be there so it's a good idea even if you are in a small business to actually have this written out in like your processes and procedures and you should have some written out processes and procedures for your business um, it's not just for big corporate world anymore you, you really should have all this stuff documented now so there's normally a few different departments in any business uh, you would have you know, finance officers, you would have, um, vice presidents, department heads, and this, that, and the other thing. But what you have in my circumstance with the barbershop, you have the business owner, right? And then you have the rest of the employees generally and let's say that I've got five chairs in my shop or no six chairs in my shop and I run two shifts so I have you know 15 people working for me let's call it and but you know I'm off I'm on the line cutting hair with my Yahoo buddies but they're all working with me. So what you have here is the potential for each one of those people or a couple of them even to take care of a different segment of an intelligence gathering team. What, what does that entail? Uh, you know, going to the bars and, you know, buying information? No. No, that's not how this works. In the business world, what you want to track, especially if you're tracking things outside of your business, where we're getting into the CI or the competitive intelligence gathering things, it's going to be mostly pretty simple. You would set up an alert system to keep track of who you determine your competitors are. What a lot of... Uh, smaller businesses do, you set up some Google Alerts. And that's going to alert you when your competitors are, you know, putting stuff out on the net in a lot of ways. You would have somebody that would keep an eye on your competitor's social medias, for instance. Because people like to talk. And, you know, you're not looking for, like I said, uh, in the last segment, you're not looking for, you know, somebody that's banging their secretary or something. You're not actually looking for disgruntled employees so that you can get the secrets to, you know, their Uber haircut, for instance. But what you're looking for 
in the case of social media or better yet their website their website a competitor's website is a gold mine of information right what you're looking for is like let's say that they've got an event coming up there's a barbershop down the block they're my competitor it's Bill's barbershop right and he is a direct competitor of mine I've got nothing personally against Bill in fact we went through school together right but he is my competitor in the business world because we are in the same niche um, we provide the exact same service as a keystone of our business and I talk about that in other content but as the keystone of our business it's all about getting somebody into our chair cutting their hair and getting paid right that's the keystone everything else that happens in my business in and in his business is in support of that keystone so what we're what we're looking at is we have a few people that work with us and we want to we want to disperse this load so I might go up to a couple of the people in the shop like hey um, your extra duty is hey just 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 keep an eye on uh, on Bill's Facebook and his Instagram just let me know if it posts anything you know that that you think that we could capitalize on or um, just that you think that I would want to know because I'm the stakeholder here as well as you know working in here so I'm supplying the queries of uh, the business direction right and I want to utilize an intelligence arm to, to remain agile and to remain competitive um, so I just say I, I would just tell them you know I'm gonna I'm gonna set each each of my employees or each of my contractors or whatever a task and I would say okay we're gonna have a meat and some pizza every Friday for an hour and, and we'll, we'll we'll just talk about this shit right I've given them their source of their information all of their tasks was with doing is being what's called a reader they're just staying apprised of things that are happening in the sources that I have passed them right now if you're going to do this with your actual employees or your contractors you should in fact make it part of their salary I mean there's a lot of businesses out there that you know they'll absolutely throw as many um, extra duties on you as they can get away with you don't want to be that way make it clear to whoever that you're getting involved in your team because it will keep them happy and you want happy people doing this for you you know explain that this is an expectation as part of their job you know so this works best with new hires but you can absolutely set it as hey this is what we're doing moving forward and this is my expectation for people that work with me for me however you want to phrase it I want you to do this 
but it's going to come with these other perks because I'm adding it into your workload, right? We don't, we're not trying to get nothing from nobody for free. That, that is also unethical. That's what I'm saying. So you task these people out. And in my instance, I would also go with setting some tasks to some people internal to take care of that business intelligence. This all goes into like strategic uh, business planning. It's two sides of a coin, all right? Um, so I would establish my uh, competitive intelligence team, and I would establish the BI guys, or girls, you know, let's make sure that we stay PC here. Because, uh, you know, I work with everybody. It's just the way it is, but... Um, you establish your teams and you would be writing this out as part of a business document right so you've developed your, your teams and you're keeping track of you know who's providing what information who's reading what information to you and you don't even have to pose any questions or any queries unless you want to because that will make what your readers are looking for a bit more targeted really all you're doing is you're keeping apprised of the data you know on both sides and this is the start of your your team your intelligence uh, apparatus for your business um, and what goes along with you know your your business intelligence it is like the information security things right because you don't want other people to figure out your internal operations for instance and that's what we can do using intelligence with our competitors is we can figure out through you know just publicly available information for instance and their internet posts and other things, what's going on in their business. And it allows us to move in strategic directions so that we remain competitive with them. So, you know, let's say that we hit our first week. And really, I would, I would advise doing this monthly. You know, have everybody get together, have that pizza party. Um... And make it kind of a fun thing. And go over both your internal and external stuff. And make a game of it. You know, start giving prizes for information that you... Was just stellar to find out. Or that, you know, like best catch. Like especially for your internal guys. If someone had told me, like, hey, we've been having a shortage of this product for like the past month. And we need a new supplier. This price is getting ready to go up. What do you want us to do? That's valuable information to me as a business owner. That's probably something I'm not tracking every day, right? My team has just saved me a big headache because when that last bottle goes down, I'm going to be in a scramble to find that new supplier. But they've let me know that they've noticed a trend. 
inside my business. These are my VIP, my my VI people. So they've let me know this at our monthly uh, pizza deal, right? Why wouldn't I kick them like, you know, I, I don't know, an extra 10 bucks. If you're actually going to do that giving prizes out, it's great if you want to do like cash bonuses and stuff, but especially with small businesses, I would make it like more perk related or gift certificate related and keep it to a value no more than $20, okay? Because even when, let's say somebody saves you like $300, you don't want to make things so lucrative that, you know, that's all that they're doing, right? So have a couple categories, you know, like best catch for both BI and CI so that everybody gets a shot at it and, you know, come up with a couple little fun things that way. Like, I don't know, gift certificates, Starbucks or whatever else. I'd steer away from cash and then you should have a motivated team because we're trying to keep it fun. These are essential business operations and intelligence armament. There's people in Big Corp that they contract that shit. Okay? They contract that shit. Um, and it's one of the reasons that small businesses can't really afford quality intelligent services. Is that shit can get real expensive real fast. And it, it's worth the money. Don't misunderstand. But thing is you can actually set up a very powerful uh, intelligence operation for your small business doing just a couple of things I've talked about so far and you know a lot less paperwork than the big boys for one with at least equal results I'm speaking from experience here trust me you'll be you'll get very equal if not better results in most cases I'm a big fan of keeping things simple. So you have them that found, uh, you know, that supply shortage in-house. Well, then my CI side, they might say, well, uh, Bill down the street is planning some shindig like next Saturday. And, you know, he's got all these advertisers coming in, you know, been spouting off about it. Bill hasn't said anything bad about me, and we're not talking about mudslinging here, here or there, right? But the thing is, if he's having this event, and he's just down the block, that means that he is probably going to see an influx in either business or potential business, right? So I have to figure out how I'm going to counter that. Because, you know, while I don't wish Bill any ill, I I also like to eat food. So I want to make sure I got customers coming into my, my barbershop, right? So from that information that Bill's having a, you know, a, a gathering or a barber battle or whatever they got going on, 
next weekend. That that puts a time constraint on our response. Our response, you know, as my me and my team. Because they have brought this thing to me, and this is what's happening external to the business. So what can what can we do about that? We've got the heads up. So okay, that's good. I've got a couple options. Um do we try to put on a thing at let's say the same day as Bill? Maybe. That's an option. But what else could we do? Um We could Here would be, I don't want to say it's sneaky, but it's one of those things that kind of, um, guarantees your position and preserves, you know, your and Bill's relationship. Because like I said, you all went to school together, right? Or we went to school together. Do I really want to piss Bill off? Do I really want to try and take the business that he's going to drum up? Or would I rather be part of this operation? Right? And I said, he's a competitor. Just because of his location, he's down the block, and we do the same damn thing. Well, me and Bill are friendly. Honestly. Okay, thank you very much. Here's your $10 gift card because, damn, all those short notice, that's still letting me know. I would do one of a couple things. I might either call up Bill or I just walk down to a shop that day. And I just show up. Because it's no secret, everybody's keeping an eye on you. Especially through Instagram, let's say. I've, I've gone on a lot of records saying, uh, you know, social media is only good for uh, flexing to other people in the industry. And, uh, you know, you're not actually getting clientele from social media. It's all from your website. Stuff like that. But let's, let's say that, you know, Bill's using social media the right way. He put out the ad and all that kind of stuff. You know, it looks like there's going to be a lot of people that's just actually going to show up. Um, I can just show up at the shop. Hey, man, I brought a beer. Let's have a talk. Right? And me and Bill start talking. I'm like, man, I saw you doing this. You doing this thing coming this week? Can I come? Simple question. And like I said, we are competitors on the day to day. But we're on the same block. So, Bill's probably going to do the math in his head. Let's say that we have about the same size team, the same size, you know, same type of skill level, and let's say we're on the we're on the same block. Um, all those things, and he might realize that yeah, he's going to have his big shindig, but it's going to drum up so much business. That damn it, he's he's going to be almost over his capacity 
And that's another thing that you have to consider in business, is what's your capacity. We always want to have more people sitting in our chairs, for instance, but people standing outside waiting on haircuts, you're going to have a few, or probably more than a few, that are going to walk away. And they're going to go to your competition down the street because they ain't got time for that shit. You have to maintain a constant balance of availability and your capacity and expect some wastage normally 15 to 20% if you need a number but that's another topic so me and Bill get talking like and he might say yeah man would you alright cool what are we doing <laughs> I just saw the post man I, what's actually going on uh, alright uh, so I need a couple more barbers to come down here. We, we just threw together this bullshit battle and stuff. And Oh, okay, cool. You want my guys to come down and act like we're in it? To, you know, take home the gold? And don't get me wrong. If you're in a barber competition, you absolutely are in it to win it. But it, it, it's one of those things that, like, the store putting it on generally wouldn't want to have one of their people win something like that it's even if they are so damn good it's it, you, you kind of want people you you want somebody who's a guest to win and in me and bill's case because we are technically competitors it'd be okay if one of my guys came down and won right as long as it was cool with him but Um, let's say that they're they're doing just a a barbecue a barbecue neighborhood event and all this other stuff. You know, we could come down, we could bring a couple chairs, offer some free haircuts, pass out some of our flyers, this, that, and the other thing. We could just get a booth at his event. Right? We could become one of those advertisers that are just chilling at his event. Even though we're competitors down the road. But that makes us visible to this excess of people that are coming through that, hey, yes, we are down the road and we're working with Bill because the business is booming so hard on this block. Everybody wins, right? Instead of taking that approach of trying to swoop all the business from Bill because then that would have blown our capacity. But that's the power of you know using intelligence in business and keeping yourself agile you can make those determinations and you absolutely can do it in a small business um yeah you absolutely can do it in a small business So I'm going to close today's episode on uh, intelligence and business. Um, we kind of went through some uses of it, what it is, and uh, kind of a rough scenario in the previous segments. So 
in the next episode I do on this, we'll actually do a bit more of a deep dive in how you can do uh, your intelligence gathering itself and some of the tools that you can use, some of the sources that you can go through, that kind of thing. Um, I did touch on a couple of them <coughs> in the last segment, but we'll actually go through and get into a, a little bit of the nitty gritty and some of the uh, some of the tools that you'll use in you know intelligence operations. So, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Bio of a Gray Hat Hacker. I've been your host, Logan Bay II, and I'll see you in the next one.